Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. On today's episode, we're talking all about the R word that makes our heart sink. We're talking about dealing with rejection without taking things personally. Now, if I had a dollar for every no I've ever heard, man, that would be a lot of dollars. Now, what I know in the business of sales is that you're going to hear a lot more no's than you will ever hear yeses. That's just the nature of the type of business that we're in, right? But at the end of the day, if you allow those no's to take you down, you'll never get to the yes. So today's episode, we're talking all about how do you deal with the rejection because it can be daunting, it can be overwhelming, and to be frank, it can be really depressing. It can be really downright like wah wah. So today we're talking all about how you deal with that so that I don't want you to take things personally. Now, there's five things that I wanted to break down in today's topic. So the very first thing is just like I shared just a minute ago, in the business of sales and really in the business of doing business, you will hit a lot more no's, right? Than you will ever hit a home run. So your goal is to hear more yeses. Absolutely. And can I help you to, you know, increase the number of yeses that you hear in your business? A hundred percent, right? But at the same time, you will not be batting a hundred percent. I guarantee that right? It's, there's a process and a flow that follows through. And we'll talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, sales process. We'll link that up in the show notes for you below um, so that you can kind of walk through what your sales process looks like. The better your sales process, the more likely you are to have a higher conversion rate of how many people say yes. But again, it's going to depend on your sales process. It also depends on who you're talking to, your ideal clients, as well as your offer and the opportunity to close the sale. Now, for me, I just want you to know that although my conversion rate is very high, that is with a super, super qualified lead. I don't have a lot of time right now. And so I don't typically get on conversations with folks unless I know that I can help them in some way. And as a result, my conversion rate, my closing rate is, you know, upwards of 80% pretty consistently. Usually it's sitting around 90, 93%. Now there's going to be a lot of experts out there that tell you that if your conversion rate is that high, it's because you're leaving money on the table. You could either increase your rates or your, your sales process really is a little bit too stringent. And I'm going to tell you that for where I am in my life, in my career, in my business, with all the things that I have going on, I'm okay with where my conversion rate is. But again, depending on where you are, you may need to evaluate. And this is going to reflect on how many no's that you're going to hear, how many no's that you're going to experience. So I just want to set that caveat up front so that we have the context of how I'm going to give you some of these five strategies that we're going to break down in this episode. So let's dive in with number one. 
the very first thing that I want you to know is that you need to expect no's. <laughs> now, you don't always have to ex expect rejection. Rejection is your personal experience of how the no's are interpreted. No's meaning N-O, like, I don't want that thing, okay? So remember that rejection is your personal experience. And as a result, it's optional. You don't have to feel rejected. You choose to feel rejected. And here's some of the things that I'm going to, to share with you today so that you hopefully no longer choose that path. You can see how it is a choice and that you don't have to actively engage with that. So the very first thing is that you need to expect that there will be no's, right? You need to expect that in the process of doing business, in the process of selling to your customers, there's going to be some lemons. There's going to be some frogs on the way to get the prints. That's just the, the way, the nature of doing business. So I'm going to give you a quick analogy when, you know, back in the gold rush days, in order to mine for gold, like pan for gold, the gold rushers, I mean, they would sift for hours and days and weeks and months before they would find something, find enough somethings that it would be meaningful enough to count as, you know, real life gold. And so the pan would go into the sediment. So it would be rocks and sand and silt and gold of all varying shapes and sizes. And the gold miner or the gold panner would then with the water intact in the pan would swoosh that around, right? Swoosh, swoosh, swoosh. And as some of the other pieces of rock and debris would settle and move about and really just get splashed out, there would be gold left because it was a much denser material. It was heavier. And so the gold panner wouldn't expect to hit gold all the time. In fact, it would be the, you know, one in a million sort of shot. And as a result, you know, going through and just sifting through and sifting through, it was like, okay, I have to get through the activity. Of, I have to pan. I have to sift in order to get to the gold. But that was something that the gold panner, like the gold miner knew that was required. And so for you in, in your business, you know that you have to go through client and client and client and client or lead and lead and lead and lead. You need to have the volume of people so that eventually they can work through your process. And as a result, not everybody's going to make it through. And that means you need to expect there's going to be more no's, not only from the customer end, but also from your end than you would ever allow to go through to even consider them to be a yes, right? So that's number one. Number two is that if you're expecting this to happen, well then, gosh darn it, you need to be prepared. <laughs> and too often we anticipate, right? And that creates anxiety because we're like, oh my gosh, are they going to say no? Are they going to say no? But we haven't really done anything to prepare ourselves in case that does happen. Now, as you know, based on what I just shared, the frequency of no's is probably going to outweigh the frequency of yeses. That's just the nature of the number game with, with business and with sales in particular. So if you need to be prepared, then how does that work? Well, for me, dealing with uh, rejection, dealing with objections, because that's really where rejection comes in place is where somebody has said no to something that you want them to say yes to. Like there is a, we're not moving past go. So in that situation, you don't have to convince anybody. In fact, I think that you actually, in this moment, 
When that happens, you need to dig in and be able to ask really good questions. Have you clarified and gotten the right information in the first place? Did you ask the right questions in order to get you to this position? And so at this point, do you have a rebuttal? Do you have a way to ask additional questions? Are you prepared with some responses so that you can address what they've said? So what are some of the common things that people would say, right? What are some of the common objections that your clients would give you? Are you prepared with the next step in the conversation? And if not, that's your homework for today, okay? And if you need to ask better questions, then that's your homework. And maybe you need to do both, right? So then that's your ultimate homework. The third thing that I want you to think about is, could you redirect or reframe? So again, this is about what happens when you experience this? Can you redirect? So can you redirect the conversation? Can you reframe the conversation? Or this is a matter of yourself, your own internal dialogue. Can you redirect yourself? Can you reframe something in yourself so that you don't go down that spiraling road to pity city? What I like to call pity, pity city because we start to feel down and depressed and like, oh no, what was me? This is terrible. And that interferes with the rest of the conversation so that you can't even be present to what that person, your, your potential customer is actually saying to you because a sale that doesn't happen today could still be a sale that happens down the road, right? So they may be saying not right now, but not no forever. It just might be for right now. And if you're so caught in the weeds, if you're so caught in your own story and your own emotions of what's happening in that moment for you, you may not even hear anything else that would allow you to continue to move forward with a future dated opportunity. So redirect yourself, reframe yourself, uh, redirect or reframe the conversation in the direction that that's going in so that you can confirm that in fact, it really is ultimately a no, I'm not interested and the timing of what that might look like. The fourth thing, I want you to remain detached. Now, this is an area where a lot of clients have a little bit of struggle with because it's hard to, uh, it's hard to care for somebody. It's hard to know that you can help them and that you want to help them, but at the same time, remain detached, emotionally uninvolved because those two sometimes are not, you know, they don't cohabitate together very well, right? And so what I want you to think about here, the actual activity that's going to help you is when you are so in your emotions, it will cloud your judgment and it makes it really hard for you to be impartial. It makes it really hard for you to actually hear with logic and understanding and empathy what that person across the table from you, across the video screen from you on the other side of the telephone line is actually saying to you. And I want you to think it's not about you. So don't focus on your feelings, your emotions, what's coming up in the moment, because you may feel that emotion start to rise up inside of you. You may even feel like the, the heat or energy that is like just suddenly riling up. And that is going to interfere with your ability to really think through the situation, to really hear them and be present in that conversation. So remaining detached is more about focusing on the other person and what they're saying, and also about what they're not saying that you know to be true. So that again, we can go back to number three, which is, can you redirect or reframe based off of what you're now experiencing in that moment 
without being so far into your emotions that you are not seeing clearly, not hearing clearly, not understanding clearly. Okay. So um, the phrase that I wanted to share with you, because I was uh, doing a little bit of research around this, and I thought, like, how important is point number four, it is extremely important. And the phrase as a man thinketh, so he is in his heart. So this really speaks to whatever you're feeling in your heart is what you're going to think. And so if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling disappointed, if you're feeling upset, well, that's what you're going to think. And those are the words that are going to come out. And that may not be representative of how you want to be uh, demonstrated, right? That's not how you want people to see you. More importantly, your ideal client. And as a result, it may influence the next opportunity that you may have with them, which is not really true, right? And so I just want you to know that in this particular point, number four, which is to remain detached, it's really important that you almost are like an impartial observer of what's happening without feeling any judgment, without feeling any resentment, without being actively involved emotionally in the situation, but still having empathy for what that person has just shared with you, right? So being impartial, being detached, being a human without being a robot in your responses, that's not what I'm talking about, but so that you're not so focused on your own feelings that it influences your thoughts, your beliefs, and then ultimately your actions and your words. And the last thing, number five, is I want you to focus on abundance because I know that when we feel rejected, that we immediately contract, that we immediately feel desperate, that we immediately go to that negative place and think, oh my gosh, I need to pay my bills. I have a deadline. I have sales quotas. I have goals. Like it's the end of the month or it's the middle of the month, whatever it is that the, the deadline is for you. And you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I just wish this would have happened. And if you really believe truly that there's unlimited opportunities for you to help as many people as possible, and it is your job to find those people, then I like to do what I call a bless and release. Like I bless them, I release them because I'm on to the next person. I don't have time to convince somebody that they're the right fit or I'm the right fit. I want to work with people who are ready to go. And I recognize that I'm not everybody everybody's cup of tea. That's okay. But I know that somebody is looking for my tea <laughs> to keep going with that analogy, right? That I know that they're desperately looking for me. And if I waste my time, you know, sitting on the sidelines, hemming and hawing and mulling over, oh my gosh, I could have done this or could have done that. And really going down, um, you know, the, the desperate slippery slope of all the things that I, I could do to try and hang on to that sale it wouldn't be the best fit for me. And it wouldn't be the best fit for the client, more importantly. And so my job is to assess and find those people as quickly as possible so that I can, you know, bless and release. It's kind of like when you're out fishing and some fish you catch and some fish, it, they're too small or they're too big. They don't, they don't meet your needs and you have to put them back. Your job as a fisherman, though, is to find those as fast as possible because the longer that you take holding them on your line, the longer it will take for you to throw your line back out so that you can catch the actual fish 
that you can use, that you can eat, that will allow you to go home and feed your family. And I want you to know that if you know that you're doing all the right activities, so this does require some additional work. It does require you filling up your pipeline. It does require you reaching out and having leads and doing your marketing and doing your messaging and making sure that you're visible. It doesn't mean that you have to work 24 seven. It just means that you're really thinking about those income producing activities and that you are consistently generating leads to the point where you can turn away business to the point where you really can say, this is the best client for me. And you come from that place of abundance. You come from a place of overflow. You come from a place of more opportunities and that you really want to do what's best for you, your business but ultimately your clients, right? And I know that if that is a place where you need some additional help, there's um, our Create Consistent Leads mini course, which at the time of this recording is still only $7. So go and grab yourself a copy of that because that will teach you uh, the repeatable steps that you're, you're gonna be able to implement in your business so that you know exactly who to target, how to target them, what you need to say to them so that they really do know what it is that you do for them. And they are starting to put up their hands over and over and over again. That is something that you can definitely do on autopilot, on repeat, because when you know that you have a consistent flow of people that are joining your list, that are following you on social media, that are sending you messages, that are asking how to work with you, that are booking on your calendar, then it makes it a lot easier for you to really be truly aligned to your best clients, the ones that you know will get the best results in working with you that ultimately need the products and services that you sell without having to come from a scarcity place. And that truly, all of these combined will allow you to no longer feel rejection just because somebody says no, that you don't have to take it personally. Because I know that sometimes you Google it and it's like, how do you handle rejection? And the number one answer is don't take it personally. And I thought, well, that's all well and good. But how? How do you not take things personally when you are a person, <laughs> when you are a human that has a heart that wants to serve and that wants to help people, that you know that you can help people, that these are people that have put up their hand to say, I need your help. And yet in the conversation has somehow determined that it's not the right fit, that you can't help them, or the time's just not right, or it's just not going to work out the way that you thought, or maybe you don't want to work with them. And so how do you ensure that you don't feel bad and the other person doesn't make you feel bad? These are the five steps, okay? So let's do a quick recap before we end today. Number one, I, know, I want you to expect no's, okay? Number two, if you expect no's, then I want you to prepare appropriate responses. Ask good questions, but be prepared with an answer um, that would help you. Number three, I need you to redirect or reframe. This is connected to number two, but it's also about you as well. Can you redirect or reframe yourself in that moment so that you can kind of snap yourself out of any, oh, you know, that feeling of, oh no, I did something wrong. No, it's just the situation, right? Number four, let's remain detached. Don't focus on your feelings. Don't focus on how this is making you feel about yourself because it's not about you and it's not what's in your heart because that will easily translate into your brain and into what you say. And the fifth one is to focus on more and more and more, which is all the opportunities, all the amazing people in the world. I think there's like 6 billion people in the world. Surely out of that number, 
there is a small slice of the pie that you still have yet to get to that you need to get busy on. And so with that, my friend, I just want you to know that no matter what, you are doing great things in the world and that if you can continue to be consistent in your revenue generating activities, that you are consistently telling people about what it is that you do, you're asking people to work with you, that rejection is part of the is part of the picture. But the good news is that it doesn't have to take you down. The good news is that it doesn't have to make you feel bad. The good news is that these five steps that I've shared with you today will give you the exact building blocks, the homework steps that will allow you to no longer have to feel beat up about it, right? So I hope this was helpful for you. If you need more help and support on this, what you waiting for, you need to come and join us inside my inner circle at Sales Mastery Society. The link will be below in the show notes for you, but you can go check us out at salesmasterysociety.com. It's where you get my personal eyeballs on all of your goods and we go toe-to-toe, head-to-head live every two weeks to make sure that you have what you need to keep moving the needle forward in your business. And I would love to be able to help and support you. Thanks so much for joining me. And we will talk to you again on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.